mother. Having a lot of relatives had its disadvantages when it comes to anyone getting enough attention or enough direction in life. I can assume that people saw my brother James and me as the grandchildren or the niece and nephew, so we were treated as if we would soon be going home to our parents. My parents divorced and my mother remarried, leaving James and me behind to be raised by our relatives. We had no real authority figures, and we seemed to float with the days like an ocean current that had no ending. We kind of melted into nothingness, with no real values or place to call our true home. We felt as if we were always visiting. Mommy, where are you? On the day that I remember most about my mother leaving, I believe I was four or five years old. She was taking me to some kind of school. She took me into a room with some small children and a tall lady who took my hand. My mother kissed me on the cheek and promised to pick me up after the bell rang. But she didn't. At the end of the day, I sat on the stoop looking down the alleyway. I saw all the children leave some with parents, while others skipped off down the alleyway. I watched a little girl and a boy playing on the swing and decided to join them. But as soon as I sat on the swing, their parents came. It was not unusual for a small child to be walking from school alone in the country, so the other parents did not feel it was necessary to help me. I did not look concerned because I truly believed my mother was coming for me. I played along for a while, and when I went and sat back down on the stoop, I heard a loud clap of thunder as heavy winds began to blow. As the rain started falling, I ran down the alley. The thunder became louder, and darkness was settling over the city. I was scared to death and screamed, Mommy, where are you? Tears flowed with the rain as I climbed into some tall grass to hide. It was so dark when I heard the sounds of footsteps coming toward me. I was hoping it was my mommy as I came out of the bushes, soaked in tears and rain. But it wasn't. It was Mrs. Molly, the old lady who lived down the street from my grandmother. She tried to comfort me to take me home, but I resisted because I was terrified of my mommy missing me. I screamed as she took hold of my hand and wrestled with me. She was very strong, so I gave in and followed her. It seemed like forever as we walked down a dirt road to my Grandma Ellen's house. When my grandmother saw us and heard my cry, the first thing she said was, Child, hush your mouth and get in this house. For days after that, I watched for my mommy. I used to wake up before daybreak as my grandmother began making biscuits. She would send me outside to get the firewood for the pot-bellied stove. I would look up the dirt road where the darkness and shadows danced together and I'd envision my mother coming down the road, singing one of her songs. Just then, a hand would reach out to me. It would be James grabbing me by the hem of my old gown, telling me that Grandma said, Bring in the firewood. I would come back into reality, with a load of wood that I hadn't realized I picked. In the midst of my fantasy, tears would stream down my face. As always, like a set alarm clock, my grandma would tell me to shut my mouth as she took the firewood from me. Her voice was never harsh, just firm. No more picking cotton.
Although I was very young, I knew how to cook and light the fire, and I helped little James get dressed for the long journey that we took during the hot summer months. I could hear the old pickup truck coming down the road, and then it would stop, and the old white man, Mr. Sims, would yell, Come on, old lady, cotton-picking time! Grandma Ellen always made bologna and fatback sandwiches with big hunks of cheese. We would eat biscuits with thick homemade syrup. I can remember the syrup dripping through my little fingers. I could see the dust billow from behind the trucks as we made our way to the cotton fields. The truck would be loaded down with black folks looking tired and somber. I longed for my mother every day. As we traveled through the fields, the truck passed endless aisles of cotton. The fields went on forever. I used to look for the fieldmaster's house. It was the house with huge red...